This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Sarah and Vinny Secret Show brought to you by Odyssey. This is the Sarah and Vinny Secret Show. Just a heads up, episodes sometimes include content not suitable for work and definitely not safe for kids. Now available on the Odyssey app. Secret. I think you want to know. A dirty little secret about a secret little show. Sarah and Vinny Secret Show for Tuesday, January 10th, 2023. Today, uh, 20... Nine years ago, on this day, 1994, which I actually should have asked you what year this happened because it that feels like so much longer ago than I thought it was. Um, Lorena Bobbitt. Oh, went. This is the day she went on trial. Oh. Now, if you, oh, okay. if you if you don't know the name Lorena Bobbitt, um, you especially if you have a penis. Do you know this name, Alex? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, you do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Most, I was, I was, I was a little kid. Know. I was a little kid, but I remember, yeah, hearing about that. Yeah, I was very. What big. year were you born? I was eighty-seven. Oh, you were a little kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Funny, you're you're so much older than I think you are. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, baby face. <laughs> Lorena Bobbitt had cut off her husband's cock with a oh. kitchen knife. While he was sleeping. Can you imagine waking up to that? Oh, God. And then she gets in a car and drives away with his junk. And she hucks it out the window. Hucked That's it out right. the window. Is That's the thing I remember. And I definitely feel like, I mean, this is why I can't sleep on airplanes. You don't, you need to know the people around you and you need to trust them so that they don't cut your cock off. Like, honestly. <laughs> How you falling asleep in, in an airplane full of people you don't know? No one's going to grab your cock on an I'm airplane. I'm saying. You you gotta, there's like a thousand other people around you. You know, you're not allowed to bring a huge knife in. Like, what? why are you I'm just worried saying about that? You can, this is one of the reasons I need to feel super comfortable in order to be able to fall asleep. Otherwise, I'm agitated and I'm... I'm, I'm there's too much adrenaline, and I'm afraid I'm, I'm going to have my crotch attacked. I don't know. There's no coming back from yeah. that one. You can never be too safe. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Besides, you know what? You remember, they did go and find that guy's cock, and they, apparently they sewed it back on. They did, yeah. Because he was and doing... apparently it was working. Well, that's what they uh, say. I guess you can come back from that. You never saw porn with him in it, though, <laughs> did you? No, th- but he did make porns. But I'm saying, he did? I don't know that he actually had sex in the porn. They may have just shown his sewn back on cock and the Franken wiener thing, but that yeah. they may never have shown him actually boning someone. You know, not only do I think he was able to bone someone, but I want to say I heard he got that. There's an operation that they'll do that will sort of like unseat the anchor point. 
to give it like a, a, it, whatever's holding it down on your on the bottom of your pelvis and they'll cut that so that your penis can jut forward further it's almost like a, oh this was the lengthening surgery that they were advertising which they don't do anymore no, they don't. And actually, because they say it's really dangerous. For, you know, if you're all lined up and everything's in place, you can, you know, have at it, I guess. But if you, you know, penis injuries can happen. Plus, you've also injured yourself because you cut this thing away from your bone. Yeah, I don't like it. I yeah, don't like it. I mean, terrible. I can understand. Work with what you've got. That's Well, that's I was just going to say. I don't, I don't consider myself uh, I, very normal is what I would say, for sure. But... You're not a shame, but you're also not whipping it out at parties. Well, I'll whip it out at a party, but I'm just saying that I don't. Please don't. I, it's not, I'm not a porn. I'm no porn star, but and I can see where if you were really tiny and some girl you were on a date with walked off and was like, "Uh, no, gross." I was laughing too. Laughing and part. gross. Then yeah, I could see where you, you know, in quiet times, all you're doing is beating yourself up over the fact Hi. that you don't have. And it would make it hard to approach people, and you probably are sitting there playing a guessing game about, will she be kind and nice enough? I'm sure you're sitting there in your head working it out, like, has this girl been around? Has she seen a lot of cocks? Is there any way I can sell this thing to her? Like, that's got to be Well, he sold it to someone. He had a kid not long after that. So he so, found that girl. So it worked, and he found a girl who was like, yes, I'll accept that. You know, the other thing about that guy... The one with the really, it was so small. Oh, my God. And I, I, it turns out it's a real thing, the micropenis thing. Mm-hmm. But he was also a wicked baby talker. Mm, this is the oh. guy. And I didn't know about the t- non the tiny thing until after I'd been, you know, kind of seeing him for a bit. Like, we, you know, and he was calling me and talking, oh, Sawa, mm. you know, all these things on the phone and stuff. And then when I found his baby penis... I was like, oh, it makes sense now. It's a micro penis. But it's still a penis. <laughs> anyway, actually, it now that I think about it, penis. you know, the way as as relationships <laughs> age and women start going, yeah, yeah, that again, fine, whatever. I mean, I could see where a girl would be like, you know what? I'm not going to want to do it anyway in five years, so I might as well be with the guy who's got a tiny one. Right? He's still going to want to do it. Or maybe he won't. Maybe he'll be like, oh, that's a relief. I don't have to keep pulling that yeah. thing out. I don't know. I don't mm. know. But I can see why. So I can see how it works on your confidence and how you would be willing to do whatever surgery is available. Yeah. If and especially if you are seeing, like, for example, women get breast jo- boob jobs. Yeah. And you go, well, I mean, everybody seems to think that's just fine. Why shouldn't I go get a penis job? Right. Well, I'll tell you why. Because if, if it do doesn't penis... work anymore, right. then you got nothing. Then what right. do you got? At least if it feels good, you still got something you can do to yourself. Is there is there some procedure that they could do where they would do like a penis transplant? Like if someone was hurt and you know killed in an accident, and like that was one of the organs that they could. I don't know, but you'd think if they were doing trans surgeries that they would consider using donor penises as opposed to having to make them from scratch, right? Because they have a whole pump situation, right? Where they can pump stuff up and... 
I don't know, and I'm not trying to be insulting to anybody. I don't. I, know. I don't know. So, I guess maybe we there's someone move out on. there who does know more about that and fill us in. I mean, yes, we're coming at it from a point of ignorance, and that only just really kind of occurred to me. But uh, but maybe there is someone out there who's. We've talked with that. people about this before, and I do know that one of the things people feel a trans person would feel is because this person said it straight up was don't feel obliged to ask me any question you want just because you're curious. I have a right to privacy too. Mm -hmm. And I can see that being an issue where someone might go, what does it look like? Did it hurt? You know, I mean, I, I know that's my headspace goes to, I have a million questions and it's out right. of curiosity and it's not out of taunting or torture, but I could see how someone right. else might go, you don't get to just ask me anything you want. Right. That's really none of your business. Hmm. It's tough. It it's is tough it's because tough. you want to, yeah. you know, there's, there's you trying to get to know someone and there's them saying, you don't ask your, uh, your other cubicle mates about their parts. Right. Oh. Right. And it is true, and you wouldn't, and you it would be you'd. Ah, I guess there's just yeah. We have we're so. We're, if you don't know about it, then you're curious. That's all. Yep. But you're not wrong. It's it's not the thing to do. Uh, anyway, back to Bobbitt real quick. Oh, Lorena right. Bobbitt. She goes on trial 29 years ago today in Manassas, Virginia. She'd cut off her husband's penis with a kitchen knife while he slept. Tossed it out of her speeding car. Police found it. Doctors reattached it. She claimed on trial that John Wayne Bobbitt, that's the guy whose penis is gone, mm-hmm. John Wayne Bobbitt raped her. Uh, she also claimed that John Wayne Bobbitt is a selfish lover, saying he always have orgasm, and he doesn't wait for me ever to have orgasm. Oh, she said that? Yep. And that's her broken English? I guess. I don't know what, that's how it's literally how it's written. Oh. What does that, what does sick mean, S-I-C, when they say as, basically as said or as written? Uh, said in context, I think. Set, oh, really? Set in context, I believe. Uh, yeah, SIC, I think. I like it. I could be wrong, though. Set in context. Hmm. I mean, I see it all the time, but I and I know what it means, but I know what it means Wait in context. Wait a minute. SIC meaning used in brackets after a copied or quoted word that appears odd or erroneous to show that the word is quoted exactly as it stands in the original. As in a story must hold a child's interest and enrich his sick life. What? Oh, as in like his as opposed to their. Okay. But it but, doesn't have that said in context. Okay, let me see if I can find it. They say sick actually is an abbreviation of a Latin phrase, phrase sick erat scriptum, which means oh. thus was it written. Thus was it written. Cool, I'm wrong. No, but you know what? (laughs) Don't edit it out. out. (laughs) You leave that that in. I'll take everything out. That's not bad. It actually, it is sort of the context of what somebody said. Why not? I did hear that somewhere, though. I didn't just make that up. So somebody would have told me that would have been a thing that even if it's wrong, I don't know. Yeah. So go Niners. And you're saying it's thus thus it was written or as as it was written or something. Oh, I just got rid of that. Okay, never mind. I'm getting rid of mine, too. Uh, Uh, John Wayne Bobbitt was a selfish lover who raped his wife. Thus was it written. And I do have 
the doctor said that uh, he reattached it and it works as it should function, normal function. Oh, it came, it was fully uh-huh. came mm. back. All and right. he had a few porns, I have the names of them. They're called uh, Half Cocked. Oh, hilarious. Uh-huh. That's funny. There's one called uh, John Wayne Bobbitt, Uncut. But did he do a scene? It looks like he did do scenes. Yeah. I oh. see I see images of, but eh, they're kind of like grainy. And then there's one more called John Wayne Bobbitt, Franken Penis. Well, Franken Penis, that's fun. Is there yeah. is there like a big scar where they attached it back on? I can't. Well, I did zoom in on the penis that I saw, but it's so like 90s porn, like so grainy. Oh, I can't well. really see the. It's not that c- clean close up HD yeah, that we have these 120p, days. 120p, yeah. <laughs> Resolution. Yeah. Right. Oh, I'm seeing scenes. There's videos. I don't know if I should hit play on them since we're at work. Don't but... do it. Yeah, no, no, no. But it looks like it's looking like pump action or I don't see like... any pump. No. I, I yeah, mean, I, I saw don't... somebody well, it's uh, half cocked doing some oral stuff. Oh. Oh, maybe you can just get oral. Maybe it'll break off if he tries to shove it in anywhere. Well, the doctor says it should function as normal penis. So. Good for him. Is it a good size penis? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It seemed okay size. Yeah. Like a normal okay, size. Okay thing. size, for, but not for porn. It's not a porn penis, that's for sure. It's that's, just, that would be, a, yeah. It's I, a curiosity because it got sewn back on. Yeah, it wouldn't be a big dick porn, but it's just like regular dick porn. I wouldn't call it a micro penis. Okay. From what I saw. That's good to know. You'd take it. You'd like it. Who, me? Yeah, you. (laughs) No, you. (laughs) Brent doesn't. Do you? No, I need a huge hop, please. (laughs) Oh, you do? I like my own penis, but. Well, it's good that you like it. I mean, that's, I I actually think that's a very important, it's as you pointed out, every time it comes up, I am a horrible person who laughed in the penis's face. And uh, and I did you I, actually laugh or I just thought I thought you just said yeah I didn't know you home. laughed but I did you actually go I did ah, ah. no I didn't ha ha in his face or anything but I was like oh my god I I literally was like so surprised that there was nothing there I don't know how oh, that guy man. made it through yeah I don't either yeah. I remember I don't either I feel bad because you had another couple in the front seat yes. and you were in the back I remember you saying that you were like I have to go home but I don't yeah. remember you ever saying that you laughed. I tapped That's Danny on the addition. shoulder and went, "Hey, I gotta go home. I had to. I uh, can't be. This is we're done here. We're done back here. I have bigger fingers. I'll just do myself. Thanks. Yeah, I got this. Let's oh, Janie just hey, walked Jane. in. Hey, Jane. What? It's Jane. Yeah, Jane. At your house? Jane. No, your house. It's what? Bond. Jane's Bond. Bond. I don't see anybody. Okay. Yeah. Say my name. Say my name. Jane. Okay, uh, Are you, do you guys want, what do I got? I have plenty yeah, of time. Yeah, let's do I? a bad advice, absolutely. Hey, this is kind of a long one, Okay, right? I'm down. Uh, this one's about, it's about mothers and daughters and families. And all right. right. Uh, hey, Morning Show family, don't say my name. I've been listening to you guys since the beginning and I love you. Thank you. 
I need some bad advice about my mom. She's in her 80s. I immediately thought of writing to Brittany because I feel like I know SMV and your mom's Sandy and Ellie. I thought you both could relate to the trials and tribulations of having an aging mom. Mm. My mom and so here's the backstory. My mom and dad were married almost 25 years and divorced in the late 90s. Mom remarried in the 2000s. She and my stepdad are still happily married. My siblings and I live here in California. I'm the oldest. And my mom and stepdad in another state. I'm married with kids and a full-time career. It's difficult to see my parents regularly. And that is true. You know, you got to... Now you're spending all your vacation time traveling to see your mom. Fast forward to 2022. Both my mom and stepdad are in their 80s. Until this year, we hadn't visited them in a while since the pandemic hit in 2020. I do talk to them on the phone regularly, and we have a family Zoom meeting about once a month. Neither of my parents wants to be a burden to us, and I've always felt that they've kept their problems from us and tried to keep the conversations light. So I assume she's talking about maybe her dad, her birth dad as well, and then her mom and this stepdad. Okay. Earlier this year, I get a frantic call from my stepdad. Oh, so this this was last year, earlier last year. He said, my mom was in the ICU with acute pneumonia, not COVID related. I spoke to my mom earlier that week and I did notice that she was out of breath, but she brushed it off and said her asthma was acting up again. After getting the details from my stepdad, I immediately dropped everything, got on a plane to be with my mom. When I arrived at the hospital, I could only be with her for small periods of time each day due to the hospital COVID protocols. A few days later, I arrived at the hospital. I noticed she was breathing on her own, but still not fully awake. She seemed restless and agitated and her arms were in restraints. I found the nurse and asked her what was going on. The nurse said she was recovering from the pneumonia, but they had to restrain her because she was going through withdrawals. I said, from what? She said, your mom's an alcoholic. I was like, what the fuck? I was in shock. Both my mom and dad drank and smoked socially in the 70s, but I've never seen either of them drunk. I haven't even seen my mom have a drink in 20 years. I called my siblings and gave them an update. None of us had a clue that she'd been drinking. She managed to keep it a secret from all of us. The nurse did say it was common to see elderly parents go through withdrawals since the pandemic because a lot of them were stuck at home and became dependent on alcohol. My mom stayed in the hospital for two weeks and we took turns visiting and caring for her once she got home. Several doctors told her and us she cannot drink alcohol ever again. She needed to remain sober. After she fully recovered from the pneumonia, we had a family meeting. Both my stepdad and mom understood the seriousness and promised that they would stop drinking and committed to staying sober. I know this is such a hard thing to do for any alcoholic, but especially at her age. One of my brothers wanted to put her in rehab immediately, but the rest of us thought, well, shit, they both live difficult lives. They made it to their 80s. Shouldn't they be able to do whatever the fuck they want? We agreed we would give her a chance to fix this on her own, but we recently learned they're having an occasional glass of wine, which translates to... She's drinking again. I really don't know what to do, and I would love to hear your thoughts. Vinny, you should probably take this one. Well, I don't really have the answer. I mean, I think that it's probably pretty common thought process to be like, well, they've made it to their whatever age, get off their back, but yeah. in reality it sounds like one of the reasons because they could come visit you and they don't mm. and that's probably because they have a nice little routine going there that they're comfortable with and it's not something that they'll feel good bringing on the road you know right taking the 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 seven scotches a day or whatever she's right. drinking 
on the road would be that's one of those things alcoholics in general or I never mind let me go back I hid my drinking as best I could yep it's shocking that I was able to because of course whiskey fucking stinks Vodka, even though they tell you that doesn't stink, you that can, stinks right. too. There's no you can way. Smell an alcoholic. Yeah, right? you can smell it. You can. So anyway, but I do know that that was one of the things that I was the the pressure of trying to keep your drinking from being discovered becomes worse than the alcoholism itself. Sometimes, like you find yourself just in your own house going, well. Let me look around, and there's a bottle. Trash. Here's another bottle. Trash. Jesus, I hit a bottle in the golf bag. Trash. Like, you just really right. are up to a lot. So the hiding it thing is very normal. Her not telling you she's having a problem is very normal. I am sort of surprised that they weren't more intervention-minded at the hospital. Like, from here, we should take your mom to rehab. You know that, what I mean? Yes, that the hospital staff themselves wasn't saying. Let's get... And it, they were like, poo-poo, she's another old lady that became an alcoholic during the pandemic. We're not surprised. But honestly, isn't that just where things took a turn, maybe? Well, I do think that, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to sell AA to anybody. They don't want you to try and sell it publicly. It's not about you know, advertising it or whatever. But I will say that there's a book that they use. It's it's the AA Bible kind of called the big book. And there are stories in there. And there are stories of people who've, one of the stories I, that's that comes to mind with this is a guy who was a successful parent, businessman, lived his whole life, never drank, did all the right things from, oh. you know, through his life to become a retired guy who has a drink and finds out, oh, I'm an alcoholic. <gasps> and so I don't remember because it's been a oh while since God. I've read that story specifically, but I don't remember if that person's family, you know, the, that person's parent was an alcoholic. I don't remember the all the details. Right. But sometimes that is lying inside you, waiting for you to wake it up. So I don't know if she's been hiding this most her adult life. And it's only coming to ahead now, now right. because yeah. she's stuck in the house. And her husband, obviously, I don't know if he drinks too. Did they say that? It says they are having an occasional glass of wine, which translates to she's drinking again. Now that could have he started. Could, yeah, we don't know his situation. It could have started with him. He might Absolutely. be like, you know what? I really want to have a drink, and you okay with that? And then, sure enough, she ends up going. Well, what about me? Where this is glass empty? What? I don't know. That's super hard to to deal with. So what would I what would I say to you about your parents? Look, I know this about my own family. I've tried really hard as a grown-up there were years that i didn't see my family years i was busy chasing my career i was i just didn't want to hop on a plane every time i had a day off to go see them but i try really hard now to keep to stay current with my mom 
and to make sure that she knows we love her and we want her to visit. And mm. what I'd suggest is you have to get her in your life more. You have to get in her life way more. And I know that that's like, what? Well, but that's, I don't have time. Well, okay, then don't have time. But that's where that's going to end. Like she's needs support of her family. She needs, she's mm. going to probably, I can only speak about my relapses. And this is how I had a hundred of them. You keep saying to yourself, well, I'll only drink after five. Well, I'll only drink beer. Well, I'll only have wine. Well, I'll quit tomorrow. Tomorrow becomes a real big part of that process, which is one last time. One last time. I'm going to do this one more time and I'm going to throw, I'm going to get, and then you start to go, well, I'm getting shit faced if this is it. And then of course you get up the next day and you go, I'm not done. I'm not even kind of done. So it's really, this is tricky I don't know exactly what to say other than she's not going to get sober by herself sitting in that house, if especially if your stepdad drinks. Right. That's just not going to happen. So I don't know how involved you want to get, but I would suggest you get more involved. Right. And, I th- you know, I think it was the brother who suggested rehab, right? Like, we're, now she goes to rehab, right? And they're like, nah, nah, she'll be fine. Send her home. That's the way that is, though. And I know a lot of people, as I was going through my processes, that also, especially if you're someone who's strong-willed and people see you as that, they might think like, oh, he's got this. She's got this. She'll be okay. Right. But it doesn't work like that. And I know, for example... I love doing radio. I love what Sarah and I built together. I loved my, I loved this station. I loved our boss. I didn't want to be where I was. I wanted out and I was happy to go to rehab because I thought they could cure me. I really did go in there thinking, yeah, get this off me. Now I'm all set. And it doesn't work like that either. Like that's not how you get better. Right. There are major changes that have to happen, including maybe... She has to get her step, your stepdad has to quit too in order for her to stay right. quit. And he may not be willing to or may not want to, but that's... Or may not be able to. He may actually be part of the problem because he's an alcoholic. I know I like, had a good friend growing up who's... He was definitely a drunk and still drinks, by the way, for the record. But his dad was an alcoholic and died from it. His mom was an alcoholic and quit. But while she was sitting there sober, not drinking, her husband, his dad, was drinking hard alcohol every night to the point where he had to crawl from his lounge chair up the stairs. Oh, boy. And she just, that was her husband. They stayed together as far as I know. But that was the life she had to deal with was she'd go off to AA and he'd sit there and drink whiskey until he... Until he, until bedtime. And so it's hard. It's really hard. And I'm surprised she didn't, you know, divorce him because how do you stay with someone who's doing that to themselves? It's heartbreaking. Yeah. So I don't know this. What do you guys think? I I honestly don't have an answer other than. I I don't know either. Get more involved in her life or. I think that's solid. I mean, that's it's hard. It's you know, but no one ever said this was going to be easy. No, 
I mean, uh, rehab isn't just a, my point about rehab is you're just not fixed. You just no. don't go in and have them remove you don't the dump alcoholism. Someone there and then they come out whole. Right. right. It's a full on everyday reset, and you have to decide, I'm not going to do that today. And when you're not working and you don't have a lot going on, what do they say about idle hands? Like, there it is. Do the devil's work. So it's tough. All right. Uh, well, let us know how that goes. We always like follow-up emails. And uh, we'd love to get your bad advices. I do see that a few came in. I'm very excited about that. I'll read through those and get to one of those maybe tomorrow. Although I, tomorrow uh, we've got V. Helen, and I want to talk to her mm-hmm. about that Tame app. Where oh, you're it's only the allowed one... to be in one convo at a time. And then you and there's no ghosting. You have to say why you're... Oh. Yeah. I'm excited. That's I wanted funny. to try it. I kind of like it. You do? Yeah. Why what haven't you set way? her up? You fancy yourself such a, a matchmaker. Why haven't you done it? I don't know that many single people, A. And B, I tried to. I'm trying to get her, her and <laughs> village, village together. <laughs> but that's, I don't know a lot of single people. Seems like she's into Mike J. Yeah, yeah Mike can... J is married. Well, He's married to my well, friend, I mean, Heather. What does marriage even mean in Mill Valley, right? Uh, it's the, It means something. Don't you think <laughs> Heather wants out from underneath that guy? Maybe she'd be like, yeah, I take care of that part of it. Is booping actually cheating, though? I don't know. It's not. Booping <laughs> is cheating. Booping is a whole other thing. If you eat someone's ass, you have cheated on your significant <laughs> other. If your ass gets eaten by someone else, you have cheated. I'm just going to be real clear here. Mate, you know, the whole, like, technical virginity thing, that's still sex the whole time, all of it. Okay. Where I got to go? <laughs> <laughs> please, please send I love your that you emails. just screamed eating someone's ass. That's fun. Mm. Send your emails to Bryn, B-R-Y-N, at RadioAlice.com. And we'll see you back here tomorrow. The end. Thank you. <laughs>